Welcome to the Art and Science of Joy podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. I'm Andrew Cannon, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Joy Power Break series. In each episode of the series, I'll be giving you a highlights tour of a theme which we've recently covered in depth in the Joy Superpass series. So why not grab a cup of tea or a coffee, sit back and enjoy 10 minutes in my company as we reflect this week on the power of reading. I'd like to start this episode with a little saying doing the rounds amongst kids of a certain age at the moment, which is, hi, I'm Bob, I'm a goldfish, and I have the memory of, uh, hi, I'm Bob, I'm a goldfish, and I have the memory of, uh, hi, I'm Bob, I'm a goldfish. Apparently you're supposed to repeat it, until your parents say, enough. The words I think could equally be, hi, I'm Bob, I'm a human. And I have the memory of, hi, I'm Bob, I'm a human. And I have the memory of, uh, hi, I'm Bob. You get the idea. The reason I say that is that technology has shaped our attention span so that in 2015, our short-term memory equaled roughly that of a goldfish, about eight seconds compared to 12 seconds in the year 2000, and that's according to research by Microsoft. This might not sound like much, but it's a 33% decrease. So it's no wonder that reading a book without looking at your phone every two pages might feel like a challenge to some of us. And I wonder if this is part of the reason why today's youth don't enjoy reading that much. In England, for example, only 35% of 10-year-olds report that they like reading very much. It would be great if all young people, as well as us older ones, could be encouraged to read more, because reading is very important according to the science we've looked into. Let's start with reading's linguistic and educational benefits. One of the first well-known studies was Stanchevich's and Cunningham's study from 1992. In this study, the researchers demonstrated that exposure to print had significant correlations with measures of vocabulary, cultural knowledge, spelling ability, and verbal fluency. This research branch was taken even further by Moll and Bus in 2011. They also found that frequent readers are more successful students. And another important finding of theirs was that the outcomes support an upward spiral of causality. That's to say that children who are more proficient in comprehension and technical reading and spelling skills, read more, creating a positive spiral with each year of education. It's therefore fair to say that reading is one of the best tools you can give to a child to improve their chances of academic success and linguistic development. But you don't have to be young to enjoy the benefits of reading. Wilson et al, in their research in 2013, assessed if a long life habit of regularly doing cognitive activities could slow down cognitive aging. The results indicate that both early and late life cognitive tasks, including reading, can help our minds remain up to 14% sharper than our less active peers. And last but not least, reading can help us understand other people better. Kid and Castano in their research, also conducted in 2013, investigated the connection between reading and understanding other people's mental states. That is the theory of mind or TOM. And they found that reading literary fiction in particular 
has a positive impact on one's mental state. So I'm curious to know, do you have a habit of reading? Did your parents read to you as a child? Or if you are a parent, do you take the time to read to your own children? If the answer was no uh, a bit to any of those questions, perhaps based on the science we've just looked at, it might be worth considering increasing the amount of time you spend either reading to yourself or reading with your children. So having found science supports the power of reading, I was excited to be able to further explore this joy superpower in the company of Kim Jocelyn Dixon. Kim is a literature and writing teacher with 30 years of experience in the classroom. Her lifelong love of books has inspired her to write articles in psychology, literature and women's issues, all of them leading eventually to her book called The Invisible Toolbox, The Power of Reading to Your Child from Birth to Adolescence. And today I'd like to share with you a few key points Kim shared with us during our chat. Firstly, Kim reiterated that it's never too late to start reading. Even though there are different developmental windows where learning certain skills is easier for us, Kim argues that our brains can continue to grow. So even if you are not an avid reader today, why not pick up a book and start to make it a regular habit? And don't forget, it is okay to stop reading a book if you don't like it. There's no moral obligation here, and certainly more than enough books to choose from. According to Kim, the feeling of connectedness is perhaps the most valuable reward you can get from reading, especially when it's about reading to your child. Taking a moment just to read to your child with a book on your lap is a powerful experience. Not only does it encourage your children to read, but it also strengthens the bond between you. And from my own experience, I can certainly vouch for that. I still hold very fond memories of reading the Harry Potter books to my son, and now have similar fond memories of reading Paddington Bear stories to my daughter. I'm pretty sure both of these memories are memories I'm going to hold dear throughout the rest of my life. How about you? Do you have any fond memories related to reading to your children or being read to by your parents? Kim pointed out that this feeling of connectedness is not an effect that you get by putting your child in front of a screen. The nurturing connection comes from actually singing those nursery rhymes to your child instead of showing them animated nursery rhymes. Kim recently wrote an article about Coca Melon and why it shouldn't replace those moments of reading that are so precious. When we ask Kim why so many studies show a correlation between life satisfaction and reading, she came up with a list of research-backed benefits reading has on the brain. Firstly, reading enhances the quality of sleep because it encourages deep relaxation and inner calm. Secondly, it lowers rates of depression, enhances creativity, and improves empathy. And who amongst us doesn't want to sleep better, be more relaxed, be more creative, and be more empathic? Maybe take a moment now to reflect on the benefits reading brings or could bring to you and your well-being. On hearing this during our chat with Kim, I didn't immediately pick up on the empathy benefit, but Kim went on to explain when we read fiction, we necessarily put ourselves into the shoes of the characters that we're reading about. So it actually activates the part of the brain that is activated through the feeling of empathy. Makes sense now that Kim explains it. In addition to all of these aspects that bring joy, Kim also talks about the importance of reading as a healthy coping mechanism, especially during the pandemic, 
those who read have had the possibility to escape the everyday world in a healthy and beneficial manner. As Kim puts it, reading puts the brain into a state that's very similar to meditation, which is a very beneficial state for our brains to be in from time to time, as a counterbalance to the state of hyperactivation many of our brains are in all too often. I'd like to wrap up the Joy Power Break this week with two challenges for you. Challenge number one is to commit for the next five days to take 30 minutes of time you would usually use on screens and dedicate that time to reading a book. Challenge number two is for all the parents listening, commit for the next five days to take 15 minutes away from screen time and dedicate it to reading a book to or with your child. Good luck with the challenges and let me know how you get on. Were they difficult to do? And did you start seeing any benefits after five days? For all you parents, parents-to-be and grandparents listening to this podcast, I can highly recommend Kim's book, The Invisible Toolbox, The Power of Reading to Your Child from Birth to Adolescence. The book is full of practical tips for how and what to read aloud to children through their developmental stages. I hope you, our listeners, feel inspired and empowered by this little joy power break to start or to build upon your habit of reading. If so, please visit our website, theartandscienceofjoy.com, to read more about the power of reading or to listen to the full podcast episode with Kim Jocelyn Dixon, which you can also find on your favorite podcast platform by searching for The Art and Science of Joy. Whilst there, why not subscribe to our podcast and join us as we explore more and more Joy's superpowers? And why not hop onto social media and using the hashtag at Joy Superpowers, share your experiences with reading. We'd love to hear your stories. And if you don't already do so, please follow the Art and Science of Joy on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Come and join in the conversation and help us spread the power of joy. Why not start today by simply sharing with others what brings you joy? Thanks once again for listening. And I hope you tune in for the next Joy Power Break episode when I'll be giving you a highlights tour on the art and science behind the joy superpower of dance. Until then, farewell and be joyful.